Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead Westworld No, that's the West Wing West, Westworld There we go There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities the depth, the plot lines the hidden story arcs the beauty of these productions Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show! Welcome, welcome and hello. It's the The One Show show, the pod that casts its net all over the BBC One's The One Show to catch it, haul it out of the television and hit it with a mallet. Of course we don't. After we've weighed it, we always throw it back because The One Show is contaminated, most likely with the same single-use plastic with which they are obsessed. I am John Holmes and we're here again as your guide to a programme you've never even considered watching, not even for a moment. But you don't need to, because we're here to jump in front of it to save you the bother, as once again we mooch around to see what's inside it, like a tramp sniffing at a bin. This week, then, (laughs) Matt gets excited about dog food, Jimmy Carr refuses to be blown in a tunnel, and the one show sets a crying boy on fire. Joining me... I mean, they do. Joining me to pull the one show's chair away before it sits down this week are, well, I'll be honest with you, my former sidekick... Uh, from where I used to have a show on BBC Six Music. That's a guess for the niche fans, isn't it? Yeah, is that niche? Well, uh, and comedy writer of all sorts, Screenwipe, Philomena Kunk, The Ladybird, Books for Adults, co-host of the Rule of Three podcast, Jason Hazley. Hello, everybody. Hey, Hello, everybody. John. Hello, John. Hello. Now, normally uh, I ask my guest if they've ever watched the one show apart from for this, but but this is the first time both of you have been on here. So the question to both of you, Jason, have you ever watched the one show before? Right, I watched it for work a few years ago, and the last time I watched it, and this will be able to date it for anybody, was when Salman Rushdie was on the one show, and they made him play ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> because obviously if you've got Salman, you've got Salman Rushdie, it's what you do is you go, let's give him a ping pong bat, and oh, let's see how he copes with nice this. It's nice to know it's not changed, though, isn't <laughs> it? I know. What work was that you were doing? Uh, Wipe. We were, doing, oh, we were looking for Wipe, yeah, so we had a look at it. And yeah. um, 
uh, and it was it was it uh, it was and it remains quite baffling. Yeah, quite baffling. It's good that the formula has stayed the same, though, isn't it? Yes. So you must have sort of sunk into it like a warm bath. It was. It was nice to go back there. Yeah. I mean, it, the thing is, it is. It is an exercise in dignity ruin going on the one show, isn't it? I mean, that's basically what happens yeah. is you go on there and you are indignified in some way. Yeah, it's exactly right. And and you feel dirty for just watching it, mm. um, as I know you did, David. Yeah. Well, yes, I mean, I, I, I watched it when it first started with uh, Adrian Charles and Chris, Christine Blakely. Yes, right. Uh, just out of curiosity. But um, in, in more recent years... It's become the uh, go-to obit show, hasn't it? You know, when mm. when the big hitters die, they they BBC One do their tribute yeah. via the One Show. So the likes of you know Terry Wogan, yeah. uh, Victoria Wood, yeah. Fred West, yeah. all, all those all they've, those they've big... covered all the big deaths those... on there. Not sure they did that yeah. one, but yeah. But do you? I mean, you watched it then because you know for the purposes of this, you have to sit down and watch it. So did you? Did you binge it? Did you watch it in every night it was on? Or did you just, you know, how did you... What was I, your I binged the first two. Okay, fine. This was Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and then watched Thursday separately. And I, I kind of watched it twice, and I, I watched it the second time with headphones on, earphones in. Right. Uh, just so I could really catch some gems. Right. Well, let's find, Well, let's start with... Should we start with Monday? I mean, that mm. seems the right thing. Yeah, we may do. as well. So, this was the one which I have written in my notes, dullest edition ever. Oh, really? Oh, so I, I found this... Because you're a connoisseur of this programme, yeah. I have you? to be for this. Yeah. I found it so boring <laughs> that I, I can't begin... I mean, I filled not I, there's not much I could write down. I didn't... It was Idris Elba was the main yeah. guest. Yes. Who I like a great deal. Who is a so. tremendous actor. So he was on to talk about his... Rapping. DJ. Yes! <laughs> <sighs> so yeah. I, I find Idris Elba, I find... Luther, up until the last series, great. I like mm. Luther, right? Yep. Um, but then I watch Idris Elba in everything he's done. He's just being the same. I don't think he's got range. Is that unfair? Because I when he he did a he did a cartoon film called Zootropolis, I think, where he played. Uh, okay, oh, yes. I think he yes, played the police yeah. captain yeah, in right. that. It was a, a, a and it's it's just Idris Elba being Idris Elba. Yeah. Everything I see him in is just Idris Elba, including Luther. But I like that, so the I can't accept. The Virgin, yeah, it. Uh, yes. Idris Elba, yeah. funnily enough. I mean, it's, not, it's not uncommon among actors, is it? I mean, really, no. you know, Derek Nimmo only ever really played Derek <laughs> Nimmo. So we could say that Idris Elba is this generation's Derek Nimmo. Imagine Derek Nimmo as Luther. I'd love to see oh. that. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Vicar with a naughty difference. <laughs> Vicar with a red tie yeah. <laughs> instead of the dog collar. I, but I, I, you're right in that they just concentrated on he, the beginning of the programme. When I think, did Alex say something like, let the bass drop? Well, he's an award-winning actor and director, but he's also a rapper and DJ, so let the bass drop! <laughs> oh, here we go, as we welcome Idris Elba! Yeah, there was, yeah there, was some, there was something yeah. there which was the equivalent of me fist-bumping somebody, basically. Well, what's, yeah. this, what's, what's this white person doing co-opting <laughs> this lingo, you know? And then they did that thing, didn't they, about, you know, we've had a bit of fun in the office... Yeah. Because uh, clearly he DJ'd for, for 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 Harry and Meghan's wedding. He DJ'd at the wedding because so, he's friends with Prince Harry. Yeah, bit of fun in the office. They kind of thought, well, what, what's going to be on the playlist then? Is it That's the right. Birdie song? 
Superman. There, by the way, is there are there four more depressing words next to each other than fun in the office? <laughs> <laughs> that you know that's not good, don't you? You well, know that's, the, the, that's on the you don't have to be mad to work here spectrum, isn't it? The yeah. more the more depressing words are. Um, and now on BBC One, the one show. Uh, it's more than it's more than four, but yeah. So they was it Matt saying, uh, "Did you play the birdie song?" Yeah. Uh, and of course, Idris Elba was like, "No, no." We were trying to guess, weren't we, what you would play? Matt went birdie song. Well, I was I... like, "No way, was Idris Elba ever no, playing the birdie song?" Think... Did you play Superman? Then I thought Superman. No. No context. Now, you've got to have knowledge of the song Superman. Yes. Have you got the song? Not no, the Laurie you know, Anderson classic. No, no, I got confused because my brain went to R.E.M. Oh, doing a no, cover of no, Superman, no. you know? And I thought, that's, a, that's an unusual reference, isn't it? And then went, no, 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 you're, you're, you're running rings around this. This no, is definitely not. This is not an R.E.M. cover. Reference. Black Lace. Spray. Thank you. Yeah, they didn't do that. I think I think this one might have mercifully passed me by. Do you not remember Superman by Black Lace? No. It was Black Lace, wasn't it? I think I made that up. Was I think Black it was Black Lake. Lake. The, the Agadoo so. people. Yes, I think yes. Superman was a follow-up. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Lots of actions oh. in the song. Google it. Anyway. Oh, must then, I? Then they mentioned... <laughs> no. Then they mentioned... Uh, uh, so maybe you play Madonna at Harry and Meghan's. It was not forthcoming. It, 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 it's like it's signed anywhere. an NDA of what yeah. Yeah, shit yeah. songs yeah. the royals had, yeah. had asked not for. Not going yeah. anywhere. Yeah. He wouldn't give anything away. There was an interesting... As you were saying, they didn't talk about his acting. They They... Wanted to talk about his hip hop video. Yes. What did you make of it? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, what is it's, uh, it's the song's called Boasty, isn't it? Yeah. Was it Boasty or Toasty? Because they said both. You're working on a remix of Wiley's song Boasty. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well done, yeah. the one show. I'm in this way someday. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the story behind that rap? Well, it's something there, about a toasty. It rhymes, so it could be in the same song. It could be the, it could be the yeah. same thing, yeah. But yeah. I watched it and I was thinking Idris Elba here is, is doing a, a pop video in which he appears to be a Lenny Henry character. Also, <laughs> there was, I don't know if you noticed it, Idris Elba, when they were sort of really grilling him on, you know, what was the wedding like and, and the playlist, they're really trying to get details and he wouldn't give anything away. And he just said it was like any other wedding. No, it wasn't. No, no because wasn't. my wedding wasn't paid for by the taxpayer, Idris. So, <laughs> oh. so, so theirs really wasn't like any other wedding. Also, George Clooney wasn't at your wedding. Uh, I, I was at your so. wedding. You were at my wedding. And compared to theirs, yours yeah. was shit. Thanks very much. You're welcome. <laughs> there was a good um, film about Marty Wilde. Oh, in my last episode. <laughs> Where did that come from? Who oh, I, I had forgotten was. Um, was Kim Wilde's dad for some reason? Yes. That 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 was a, a thing that had, had escaped me, and it, I was just reminded of how just simply totally gorgeous Kim Wilde is. Yes, yeah. still, yeah, lovely. Well, John, John saw her at uh, a Wembley Stadium, didn't he, with Michael Jackson? Of course. Yes, I mean it's not possibly not appropriate to say <laughs> in this day and age, but I went to see Michael the paedophile Jackson. <laughs> Um, during his bad tour, when it came to Wembley Stadium in the late 80s, and Kim Wilde was the support. And she supported Michael Jackson? Yes. Wow. On the bad tour. And the, it was the early days of having big screens at gigs, you know, mm. at the side of the stage, so you could see everything that was going on. And Kim Wilde's top fell off. Really? Yeah. Kim Wilde's tits were broadcast to Wembley Stadium. Oh, my word. Back in the day. I've never forgotten it. Poor Kim Wilde. Well. <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> I've used it since. Lovely thing on the feature, though, because it, it had the whole Wilde family there. 
<clears throat> and what a talented family, you know, they, the voiceover said, I think it was Cary Grant. And, uh, you know, wife, you know, jo- his wife, Joyce, she was a backing singer for his band back in the days. And Kim and Roxy, they they're talented singers. Brother Ricky, talented singer-songwriter. And brother, younger brother, Marty Jr., landscape gardener. <laughs> You know, so, you know, He's successful in his own field. Successful. Literally his field. But it? then what happened is they then, towards the end, they cut away to the whole family singing Teenager in Love with with uh, Ricky on guitar. Yeah. And uh, Harmonising in the conservatory. So Where was Marty Jr.? Nowhere. He was he outside, landscape. Oh, Bonnie the yeah. <laughs> You know, that, you know that Duncan Norvell, remember him? Chase Duncan, me. Chase me. Oh, chase me. He's now a landscape gardener. No, what? Is he? Yeah, what there you go. Is this? How did you know? What? I don't know how. You've employed him I, to I, do your I, garden. Again, it was research. I was writing something for Viz. I needed to look him up and found his website and he's a landscape gardener. There you go. That's amazing. In the same way that uh, Nasty Nick off Big Brother yes. 1 is now a food photographer. <laughs> <laughs> This is brilliant. There's a whole this new series. Great. It's, it's great to follow up people who've done one thing and then go, and what else? And the answer is always something completely different. Oh, it's yeah. like, I'll tell you who it's like. That's like, what's his face off of Grange Hill? Zamo. Yes. Back, back in EastEnders soon. Who's coming yeah. back to EastEnders yeah. for, yeah. for yeah. like two episodes. Oh, I read this. Brilliant. But he runs a key cutting. <laughs> Yes, in uh, kiosk. Walling, what is yes. it called? Wallington, Wallingford, something, something like that. Something like that. Somewhere near Croydon. Which I admire greatly. Yeah, Good yeah. on him. <laughs> David Van Day ran a burger, burger van, van in Brighton. Van. Yes, yes. Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all new Angela Sandbelly podcast. It's a family one. Oh my god, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Now, Marty Wilde got his name from Larry Parnes, didn't he, who insisted that everybody change their names. That's right. Um, 
I only heard this week where Tommy Vance got his name from. Do you know this story? I don't know this story. Tommy Vance is not called Tommy Vance, but he went for a job as a DJ at an American radio station, and they said, listen, we'd love to have you. The only thing is you've got to call yourself Tommy Vance. And he said, why? And they explained to him that they had employed someone called Tommy Vance and recorded all the jingles with his name in it, but he now couldn't do the job. So, so they didn't want to re-record the jingles, so they asked Tommy Vance to oh, stay brilliant. Tommy Vance. This is amazing. That's a great... It was a big thing, having worked in commercial radio for a long time, and in radio in general, there was a time when... And it doesn't happen so much now, but back in the day, people would... Well, let's be specific, Richard Park at Global, would make people <laughs> change their names... Uh, to be something like Baseman. There was a presenter called Baseman on Capital. And he, Richard Potter, I wanted to be called Baseman. Why? Oh. Don't know. Don't care. Just do it. Rick Shaw. That was Rick a big Shaw. thing. Sandy so, Beach. Yeah, Sandy Beach. I mean, what's the odds of that? You know, yeah. being so, called Sandy and Beach. That's interesting about Tommy Vance, though. Yeah. Because that's not even a pun. It's just the name they yeah. had on no. and all, something they paid for. All Larry Parnes' acts had, had those sort of names, didn't they? So he was like Billy Fury and people like that. That's right, know. yes. It's all those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Marty Mar- Wilde. Martin Cross. In- I'm sure... That, no, I just made that one up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the Marty Wilde film was... I, I couldn't work out why it was on the television. Because it wasn't... There was no sink into it, really. No, it was an off-the-shelf one show. Been there for a while. Yeah, Yeah. now, do you know what? I was thinking, because I'd had a conversation with you uh, after you had had Jay Rayner on this podcast, and he told you about the thing that they do at the one show, which is they film things a long while in advance, and they've basically got shelf items to pull down and insert into any programme at any given time. Yeah. And there was at least one of them in every one of the three shows that we looked at this week. It yeah. was quite clearly something that is just there ready for any time to be deployed. The, Basically a fire extinguisher. The greatest, speaking of fire extinguishers, the greatest of these this week was the crying boy from Thursday's one show. House fires are most commonly caused by chip pans, electrical faults, candles, and if a curse is to be believed, a kitsch painting of a tearful child. The crying boy was one of a series of paintings by Giovanni Bragolin. In the 1960s and 1970s, high street prints were hugely popular and 50,000 copies of The Crying Boy were sold in Britain. Then in 1985, a series of fires began to break out in homes in which the picture hung. Not only that, many of these houses were reduced to ashes and only one object would survive the flames. The Crying Boy. Now, they must have filmed this a long time ago, right? Yeah, and it was one. Your yeah. nan had one. My nan had one. Did yep, she so burn did to death? In, did they both burn to death? I don't think she did, no. Right. So no, not, I have to check with the family, but I'm not sure she did. Not that cursed. Yeah. No, my, my nan had chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder, and I don't think it was caused by a painting of a boy in tears. Possibly. I could I'm be not, wrong. I'm no I could be wrong. Expert, no, 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 but I'm possibly, no doctor, but... Possibly not. <laughs> the, the idea, though, was that this painting had caused house fires throughout the 70s and 80s to the point where the sun newspaper got involved and called it the curse of the crying boy yes and had burned these pictures on a pyre in order to stop them burning people's houses down that was the gist of the story now this was clearly sitting on a shelf it was there was no time based there's nothing to do with now no but imagine the production meeting of the one show where they genuinely went right now We've got the guy from Fleabag on who plays the priest, Andrew Scott. Fleabag's very big at the moment. There's a bit in Fleabag where 
uh, Phoebe Wallerbridge says a thing about God and a painting falls off the wall. So, and you you can hear them high-fiving, <laughs> yeah, yeah. going, oh, my God, spooky painting. We've spooky got a film painting. we've had for five years about a spooky painting. We can now smash this together. Oh, I'm a pretty normal person. A normal person? Yeah, a normal person. What makes you a normal person? Well, I don't believe in God. I love it when he does that. And on the subject of spooky paintings, here's another one. So you can you oh, kind of know that that was what they were doing. The film was a thing of beauty, though, wasn't it? I mean, they, they interviewed this woman who had had one that burnt in 2014, who she was turquoise and the whole house was turquoise, I noticed. That's not a uh, nationality, by no, the way. No, no, no. That's not no, no. him getting it wrong about Turkey, is it? It's, it's a colour scheme. It's a colour scheme. It was... It's from the island of Turquoise, no? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was very and, odd. And, you know, and she... <laughs> She so she she described the fact that this 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 painting had she'd bought and it and it had burnt in her bedroom, and then the voiceover said, "Yeah, it may have it may have been the candle that was left burning in the corner of the room." Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a candle left burning in her bedroom was the real reason for the fire. A haunted <laughs> painting or a candle she left on unattended, which burned the room down. I now mean. the thing the thing about her bedroom fire. Is that as and they got this right? This was accurate, but I want you to listen for the key word here. Is that her bedroom caught fire after she bought a print of this picture, right? Well, by that same logic, it also happened after she did her O levels and after she <laughs> ate her supper and everything. Else. But it's not those. That is not. A, that's no. not. That's that's a word. That's a connecting word, but not. It does not imply causation. No, not in not in any way. And the fact she left a candle on is possibly and something. That, and to the do candle, with it. which is made of fire, <laughs> might be the key thing here. Not the painting on the wall. But this was a whole uh, what five minute <laughs> oh, film about about this painting. And uh, you know we've all heard about haunted paintings, and obviously it's not it's nonsense. They tracked down the journalist who originally made it into a story yes, the in the local Rotherham. newspaper. John yeah. Murphy. That's yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interviewed him in front of a fire engine. Yep. For oh, no what reason. Oh, give away. <laughs> no, this he, is where I live. No. <laughs> I, live in the, I live in the car park of a fire station. Yeah. <laughs> found me my These days. <laughs> and he genuinely said, I just heard that these houses had burnt down, that there was a painting of the crime boy in all these houses. Yes. And then he said, so I, I just said it was a curse. It looked like, as far as they can do, a regular house fire that was caused by a chip pan blaze. So there wasn't really much to report on until I got talking to the fire officer who was present. And he said, there is one interesting thing about this fire. Yet again, there is a print of a crying boy that's come through the fire unscathed. So it got me thinking, it's almost like a curse. Cue my story, the curse of the crying boy causing house fires. So what you've done, you're a journalist who's just made up a story. Yes. Which is your job. Yes. It's like the Tutankhamun uh, yeah, yeah, curse, the, the Howard Carter curse. Yeah. Which is made yeah, up by the yeah. Times, Yes, famously, wasn't it? There was not a thing that said, death comes to them who open this tomb in an inscription. No, no. On the, it was made up by the Times to sell newspapers. Yeah. It's the which same is what this was thing. Yes. Yeah. So they're investigating a curse... <laughs> was invented by a journalist, including an interview with a journalist who admits he made it up as a curse. It's like, what are you doing? And that's why it sat on the shelf for so long and they were desperate for a haunted painting. But the link. one show wasn't convinced that it was a curse because then Natasha... 
It was presenting Presenting it. Experimented by burning one of the pictures. I'm a little apprehensive about burning a work of art, no matter how cursed, but I think I have to see if it can survive these flames. In our one-show experiment, it was just a matter of minutes before Bragolin's crying boy was reduced to nothing but ash. Well, there you have it. It does burn. And if you're in possession of one of these prints, I do hope that that puts your mind at ease. Case closed. Because she thought there might be some science, (laughs) didn't she? She was convinced that it might be some polymer involved in the production process. She genuinely used the phrase, it's a one-show experiment to see if a print of this painting burns. Yeah. yeah, it just burned the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah. just burned it, it went, it instantly. Went, yeah. I mean, most things burn. That's, yeah. that, that's what happens. But the implication that all these house fires have happened and that painting is the only thing that survives, which was the point of the yeah. ex- the curse. It burned. She's now cursed. Well, she'll, burning it. she'll probably die. Going back to the turquoise lady in the, in the turquoise house, um, <laughs> did, you, did you pick up on what she did after the fire? So she didn't, she didn't get rid of the painting. Oh, no, no, no. She turned it round so the boy was facing the wall. <laughs> That's right. Why? Whatever the cause, Tina still buys and sells the crying boy prints. The only thing that I do differently now is face them all to the wall. I won't have them uh, facing outwards. That's why would you do? Get rid of the painting. Yes. Well, the better <laughs> argument there is to put another picture up there. Yeah. Because <laughs> why? Why have you got a picture of the back of a painting? Whoa! Long story. <laughs> Long, also, stupid story. We didn't dwell on her turquoise enough, actually. Oh, so, the, did you spot this? The house. That, so, they interviewed a lady who is a collector of uh, bric-a-brac, mm. I guess. But all of it was turquoise. Her house was turquoise. Her curtains were turquoise. Her sofa was turquoise. She was wearing a turquoise oh, blouse. Um, I get something. I don't. She's, half, she's thing, halfway to being David Icke, basically. <laughs> isn't she? But then, at the end of the piece. The presenter was wearing a turquoise coat. She'd become infected <laughs> with turquoiseness, has she? It was like a subliminal advert for turquoise. <laughs> Speaking of subliminal advertising. Not Subway this week. Not Subway, no. which was last week's yeah. Yeah. four-part film. Did you spot, did you see indoor skydiving yes. on Ooh. Thursday? Yes. Did yes. you spot the subliminal yes. advertising? Oh, no, I didn't. So, this was a film about the women's indoor skydiving champion. The girls are now UK indoor skydiving champions. We would have been happy with a second or third place, so the fact that we've actually won is is unbelievable. We are really, really pleased. And on the podium, because they did win the indoor, which is a wind tunnel where they lie in it and get blown into the end of the games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And the... They stood on the podium and held up their reward for doing this. And, and they were holding it up, being filmed on BBC One, on the One Show. And it just said, um, and I wrote this down. <laughs> let me find it just to get it absolutely right. Their prize appeared to be a badly laminated piece of A4 paper that said 30% off four suits for a team from Symbiosis Suits. So the implication <laughs> being... <laughs> That if you win this competition, you get a discount on some skydiving indoor suits. A discount is not and much was of a prize, is it really? Held up on the one show on BBC One as and, a and prize. free entry to next year's competition. As exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It was 
It was such a weird... And then what Jimmy Carr got involved. <laughs> Jimmy Carr skateboarding around outside... NBH on his stomach. And as you saw, um, the girls in the film, they practice on what they call creepers, on these slidey trolleys, and Jimmy is in position. Jimmy, are you I'm, feeling ready for this? I'm not sure this is a thing. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, take it away, go for it. OK, all right. Whoa. It really... Ah, OK. All right, what am I doing? OK, I'm holding hands, yeah. And then, oh, OK, in the middle, OK, and then... Whoa! Oh! Whoa! Whoa! It was quite bizarre, so wasn't it? Describe that, because he was like, yeah, you're right, Why he's lying on a skateboard. All right, so Jimmy Carr, who at the front of this piece said, I'll do anything, and they definitely didn't follow that one through hard enough, um, <laughs> to practice, to practice uh, what is it they're calling it? Skydiving. Indoor. In a, in a, yeah. yeah, indoor skydiving. Um, they get on these things that look like skateboards, except that they've c- clearly got rotating casters on them. So instead of just going back and forward, you can go all around. So yeah. everyone lies on their stomachs and they practice their sort of synchronised being on the floor routines together. And that, there was Jimmy Carr doing this. Again, wrecking his dignity in a way that yeah. the man can afford to. So that's fine, you know. <laughs> so I'm punching Some? which way? The right way yeah, at this yeah. point. Um, up. Um, but that was, um, I, I, I don't know whether I was ready for seeing uh, Jimmy Carr rotating on a pavement on his stomach. Jimmy Carr. It quite, was, it's quite an experience. It was very one show. It was very it was game, Very it? Yeah, it's very, Jimmy Carr knows the one show. You know, he's been on it before and, mm. he, and he knows the game. And he's like, yeah, you're absolutely right. He goes, right, okay, you want me to what, join in with the thing you're doing? Of course I'll join in with it. It's fine. And he does because he's got to flog his Netflix series, yeah. and it's all very well. And then he, but he even made knowing what we know about Jimmy Carr and his tax arrangements of some years ago. Yes, he made a lot of references to earning a lot of money and enjoying it. So there was a bit at the beginning when it, they said you've agreed to join in with indoor skydiving, and he said, "You've got that sweet, sweet BBC insurance. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I might retire after this." And he going. You're not the person, given what happened, to possibly be making jokes about earning a fortune from the BBC and so forth. And it just felt a little bit uncomfortable. Yes, it felt like that line hadn't been written either. Yeah. He joined in a lot, Jimmy yes. Carr. Some guests don't, but he liked to be involved. Because Andrew Scott was the other guest from Fleabag yes. uh, currently. and this Bloody marvellous actor. Very amazing actor. Uh, you know, and, and Fleabag particularly. And they showed lots of clips, hence getting into the spooky film yeah, yeah. from, as I say, the bit of Fleabag where yep. a picture falls off the wall for those that have seen it. Do you reckon they tried to bounce that film off anything else in the past? Do you reckon they went, well, there's been Grenfell. Could we do that thing about the pictures <laughs> catching fire? And someone going, no, taste, no, no. no. The, the whole segment at the end as well, they just inadvertently just offended that, that women's formation team as well uh, a couple of times where after Jimmy Carr had done the thing on the little skateboard uh, things, he made an offensive comment about it, you know, and uh, Alex Jones said, well, you know, I can't do the accent. Uh, these girls are world champions, Jimmy, you know, and he went, yeah, but how many other people are doing it? So, go on, genuinely... I, I quite Good enjoyed fun? it. I'm not sure what it was. It felt like <laughs> it felt like skateboarding for very lazy people. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah. and then she turned to Andrew Scott and said, "Would you like to have a go at it?" And he goes, 
No, I can't see the point. Andrew, would you fancy having a go at any Absolutely of that? no. No way. I couldn't. No? That's amazing that you do it. No, that's... I'm not, I'm not good at flying. I'm not good at Not even well, indoors? That's incredible that you do that. Uh, no, I don't, I don't see the point. <laughs> so, and the four girls are just... They're standing there. They're there. Yeah. You know. And, yeah, utterly uh, undermined and, and by, just ripping, un, by the whole thing. You know, what they've achieved. Uh, there was a moment of... Because this... We should point out, this wasn't uh, Matt Baker. This was Amal Rajan. Yeah. Who is the BBC's media correspondent. Yeah. Yes. Who often stands in when Matt's off. An enchanted marionette Matt Baker who's got the day <laughs> off, yeah. Exactly. And, and he... There was a really weird bit when he asked Andrew Scott, an actor, how he does oh, characters. I love this bit. And... <laughs> I love this. And, and, and well, even Alex jumped in at this point and just went, well, it's called acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you go from one to the other? I mean, because it must be so intense. How do you occupy a kind of American common man, garbage guy, and go from that to no Well, it's no. called acting. I know. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I, it was so dramatic. You're right, yeah. But then there was a, he kind of went, oh, I don't know, I've asked a shit question. Yes, you have, yeah, it's shit. But it was the same burn that Jessica Hines did to Matt Baker a couple of weeks ago where he asked her how she'd channeled... Uh, she was in a film about boxing. We talked about this. Yeah. Uh, and he said, uh, and, and Matt had gone, well, how do you uh, do the uh, the boxing? How do you get riled up? And, and she went, well, it's acting. And it ju- you know, just sort of crushed it all to pieces. And there were a lot of things being crushed to pieces this week, which mm. I kind of enjoyed. That was one of them when Alex just shut Amol down yeah, and just yeah. went, well, they're actors and that's what they do. There was a lovely bit on, was it the John Hanneman? Tuesday. John Hanneman and... Uh, Kelly MacDonald. Kelly MacDonald. Yeah, yeah, talking about the new BBC One yeah. drama, The Victim, Victim, where they got asked things and Kelly MacDonald particularly shut this down. Yeah, so uh, it came out of the clip from The Victim and then Alex Jones said, oh, so without giving anything away... Uh, did she do a crime? The title of the victim is, is, is clever because, of course, your character, Anna, has been the victim. Um, she's the bereaved mother of a little boy, but now we don't know. But has she, has she done a crime? Is that is that is that there? Is that I think we're going with this, Al. Has she done a crime? I know what you mean. Anyway, look, it's a four-part. It started last night. Um, it's on every. Has she done? Has she done a crime? Has she done a crime? Yeah. To which has she done a crime? Um, I think you meant did she commit a crime? She may or may not have committed a crime. <laughs> committed. Yes. <laughs> Top of the class. Um, and then it kept getting reft. Oh. People get calling it back. What, what would you like to say about your character and where she does come in and whether or not she has done a crime or she's guilty of <laughs> doing done a crime? crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, they just crime. kept dragging it back in. It was remarkable. There was a beautiful bit where the audience of the one show are sort of ignored. This was on Tuesdays as well, where Matt talked. There was a film, possibly the dullest moment of this week, about camping. Oh, gosh. That was awful. quite something, wasn't it? Was awful. Awful. <sighs> Camping and caravan. Have you got any luxuries with you? I've got a hairdryer. She just, she just bummed off people's tents for food, didn't she, that woman? The presenter. Yeah. Yeah. Home around their barbecues. But he, he, but then Matt got very excited about camping in his own garden. Oh, yes. Why don't more people do it? Do well, he said, why don't more people do it? Why, why don't more people camp in their own garden? Gardens are beautiful. Why don't you it's camp? Garden, in, take your tent this Easter and camp in your own garden. Why on earth don't you camp in your own garden? Well, because we you've got this extra space. No, we used to have no, a house just there. Yeah, we well, used to do that every year. Yeah. Why no, just no, use your garden yeah. during the day? You've got that space outside. <laughs> you can nip in if you need the loo. It's perfect. Well, it's very cheap. The viewers of The One Show go to food banks and they... 
right? They they don't they wallowing in their own filth. They don't have a guy. Matt's got a farm. Last week, and I know you two didn't watch this, no, but we watched it for this. And he talked about his neighbour. His neighbour, right, is on the farm next door, and she farm is. Wars. She's the door. She is the voice of Peppa Pig, and her family live on the farm next door. Oh, yeah. And then he talks about another farm. He lives on a farm. He's not got a garden. He's got a fucking farm, right? And Fields. he was talking about people going, look, camp in your garden. It's brilliant. And you get people who are living in flats watching. They this. don't have gardens. You know, they don't. They can't do this, man. Concrete. And this was another glimpse into the world of the one show, where it's uh, they don't necessarily know their audience. Mm. Because he's banging on about camping this Easter in your garden, and a lot of people just they go, <laughs> I haven't got. You know, I live in a the thirteenth floor. I live in Grenfell. I haven't yeah. got. A go- it's on fire because of the crying boy. Uh, it brings us to the close of part one of this week's The The One Show Show. Part two will be with you tomorrow, ready and waiting when you wake up, nudging you playfully and expectantly in the ears in the vain hope of some morning listening glory. It will, as ever, pick up exactly where this one left off, which will be mildly confusing for about a minute. And please, why not help this podcast by tweeting about it or rating it or reviewing it? Please help us. Get beyond about number 800 in the charts, where it probably languishes between something about a real-life crime and some students discussing how woke they are, slightly off mic. Thank you for listening. See you tomorrow. You heard of Great Big Owl? Yes, they make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled. We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime Club. Did you get done for that? Yeah. There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone oh. down Howard's way oh. had you not asked me. There's Friends with Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat down. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Ask the Nincompoops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great big owl. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.